It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we have details on a Jaden Hardy, JaVale McGee signings. Summer League's coming up, and we're going to tell you why. Nick's dog, Laker, had a bigger offseason than Rudy Gobert going to Minnesota. Coming up next on Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs Podcast. You don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow this show is to comment anything below. What trade is next for the Dallas Mavericks? We can do this a second day in a row because there hasn't been a trade yet. We know they're waiting on something. They're waiting on something. What is it? We don't know. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. Com. The Gobert Goober, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Okay, I'm I'm so tired of the Durant reports. I'm I'm over them. This is like the Ben Simmons <laughs> coming back. You know the the iterations of where Ben Simmons is He's at in his recovery. Up. He's ramping up. <laughs> He's oh ramping my up gosh. basketball activities. If I see another report that says. <laughs> It's looking like it's going to take two all-stars, <laughs> four picks, and a salary fill. It's like and like how many of, and like half of those are fake. And but you don't you don't like want to spend the time trying to figure out okay what's real and what's fake because it just doesn't matter. Yeah, because then you're like, well, who's an all-star? Is yeah. it a potential all-star or somebody who's been an all-star? And it's just there's a new one every day. And then there's the timeline of it. Hey, this man, Durant could get traded any day. And then I saw one yesterday that said, Nets prepare to take this in into the season. I'm like, okay. What, <laughs> what are we doing? Like what what, what is happening? Posturing. Right now? It, posturing for leverage, Isaac. <laughs> it's like he's gonna get traded. It's gonna be for a lot. Let's just leave it at that until it drops. <laughs> like that that's it. On today's show, we're gonna talk about a couple of details from the Jaden Hardy, Javel McGee. They got sort of lumped together in, into a deal, but we learned some more details about it. And it makes the deal look better. And so we'll explain why. And then we will talk about how the Rudy Gobert fallout, the trade to Minnesota. We haven't really talked about it on this podcast yet, about how that affects the Mavericks and how it affects the how everything is stacked up in the West. So that's what we're going to get into. Uh, but today on Wednesday, if you're listening, watching this on Wednesday, July 6th, 
the moratorium for free agents lifts. And so the Jalen Brunson deal will probably become a, a, official. So this is kind of the last chance they can do a sign-in trade if they're going to do something. I think at this point, it would have to be like Cam Reddish or just a, just a you know, um, trade exception or something like that. That's the only thing really left. We don't expect it to happen, but it could still happen today. And it's probably the last day. Yeah, so 11, uh, 11.01 Central Time AM is when the moratorium lifts. That's when all these deals, you're going to see Twitter accounts tweet out these pre-made graphics of players signing, pictures of players signing. Um, and yeah, like Nick said, like there's going to be some of these deals that turn into trade signing trades yeah. uh, on Wednesday that we didn't know about. Like across the league, it's like, oh, they turned that into a signing trade. So that team got uh, you know an exception. Or, oh, they got a couple picks out of her or something. So, like Nick said, we will see at this point, and unless New York is like holding off to sign him for some reason, Brunson, if they want to sign him like ASAP, get this thing over with, we'll see very quick if this is going to be a signing trade with Dallas. Is this the thing? Is this the thing that Dallas is waiting on? Like, if everybody's super hyped for some like really big like trade, and then it comes out of like, oh, yeah, well, Dallas is just waiting to do a sign and trade we'll just, mixing. We'll just do this all day. Satnam Shane. We'll just ring that bell all day if that's the trade that they've been waiting on. Uh, <laughs> if that's the case. But you'll see a bunch of of like official deals come down. The team will probably yeah. sign about it. The, the JaVale McGee deal will probably become official. All that kind of stuff. Uh, and speaking of, we learned some more details about it. According to Mark Stein, the Mavericks will sign Jaden Hardy, their number 37 draft pick, to a multi-year deal this week. Sources say Dallas withhold a portion of its taxpayer mid-level exception in coming to terms with JaVale McGee to ensure that it could sign they could sign Hardy to a longer-term deal. So this is one of the things we were waiting on. It was speculated at the time, you know, CBA Mavs on Twitter, like, like wrote out the, how the deal would work and all that and said that JaVale McGee would go for, like, you know, three years, 17 million instead of three years, 20 million. And also oh, around five and a half. So it makes more So it makes more sense for it to be laid out that way. Uh, and it's not the full taxpayer mid-level for JaVale McGee. It's part of it. And then part of it goes to Jaden Hardy, which allows him to sign for uh, probably a three-year deal, right? Three years, yeah. uh, he can't sign for four years for, with the Mavericks, but he can sign for a three-year deal. And so all, all in all, like those learning those details helps make both of those things make more sense to me. And it allows them to make him restricted coming out of his that contract, and which is, you know, one one of Beautiful. the things, <laughs> one of the things with the Brunson contract that we've all learned about and everything, um, that the fact that he was unrestricted, you know, when he signed, yeah, that deal ended with him being unrestricted. Um, this is why I threw out the five and a half the whole time we talked about McGee. Yeah. And some of you in YouTube comments were like, where's this math coming from? And it's like, guys, I know my Kentucky like upbringing isn't the greatest with math, but I'm just, that's why I was throwing it out. I replied to somebody. I'm like, Hey, sign is saying that Hardy is getting some of this taxpayer mid here. Yeah. So therefore McGee has to go down. I mean, the tax mid's like six and a half, a little over six, it's like 6.3, I think. Yeah. So it's like, Take a you know a million, a little over a million off of that. That's why you're hovering around that that number. Which if you are in the camp that you were, I don't know, against the Javale McGee signing for I'm not. We've went over this a million times. I think it's a great signing. Then it's a little bit more. It's easier for you to swallow if it's you know, oh five million, five and a half, whatever. It is. Yeah, well, I was one of those people who was just confused as to why he's a 34 year old center that had, was making like four million the year before and had to go for six million plus three years plus a player option in the third year plus like 
you know, they said that he was going to start. Like, all those things. I was wondering why they had to give him all these incentives. And him having to take less on the deal overall is one of the reasons why they probably gave him those extra incentives, you know, that we heard about that day. So all of it kind of makes sense to me. Um, you know, a, f- a $5 million player option at the end. Uh, you know, for a 37 year old center, like even if it turns out to be bad, that's a, a deal that's easily either just waived or, you know, like traded away. So all in all, I think it works out for the Mavericks. And uh, speaking of Jaden Hardy, Greg St. Jean is going to be the Mavericks summer league coach. Talk to the media on movie Tuesday. star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Academy award potential. Uh, Greg St. Jean said that Jaden Hardy looked quote, dynamic as expected in summer league practice. He's quote, obviously a very good athlete. He makes the game faster. A lot of this is going to be introduction for him. It's a very important time for us to teach him what we're going to be doing on both ends of the floor, talking about what we're going to be doing as the Mavericks. So he is expected to be uh, a feature in summer league and the Mavs first summer league game is going to be Friday. We will cover that game uh, on YouTube and on the podcast. So stick around, subscribe if you're not, and we will cover those games. Um, as as we will cover those games for as much as they are interesting, <laughs> <laughs> as much as the fans want us to cover those games, um, dynamic. That's one of your words. That was one of your buzzwords of the dynamic. off season and uh, the draft process and everything. I mean, it's exactly what you want to hear about Hardy. He's, he's the reason why we're all going to watch summer league for the Mavs, and we need him to have. We need him to have like a breakout summer league just to get our minds off everything right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to see him drop like 30 in a game. I'm ready to see him, you know, just 20 maybe like here or there to to hit like a 30 foot three. Just something. Give me something, man. We need a Hardy's 40 burger. Oh, <laughs> and we need a fan name for, for Hardy. We need like a fan name. Like Hard- nothing weird either. Nothing weird. <laughs> Stop. What could be weird about Jaden Hardy's name? That you I've already seen it <laughs> because I already, I've already seen the people out there having fun with it. It's like, Hey, we've added Christian Wood <laughs> and Jaden Hardy. It's like, all right. Well, with Dennis, we used to have the slang gang. I don't know if we're going to get worse than that. No, we can't do that. <laughs> I, Dennis played it. I mean, that was based off a of Dennis tweet though. Like <laughs> um, the Hardy party, the Hardy hive. Uh, no, I'm not rocking with the Hardy Party. The Hardy Party? You're not down? Uh, no, we can do an ad break now. Let us know in the comment section. What should the Hardy, what should Hardy's fan, fan, fandom be named? Let us know. So today, Blue Chew <laughs> is back. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> just kidding. Coming up, let's talk about the fallout of the Rudy Gobert trade. What does it mean for the Dallas Mavericks? What happened to the Wolves? Like, are they much better? Like, <laughs> is their ceiling raised? Like, what do we think about the Wolves? We'll talk about that and that deal, how it affects the Mavericks coming up. But before we do, it's not Blue Chew. It's Arcade 1-Up. They are the leader in at-home retro arcade games. You can have one of these retro arcade stand-up games that you can play in your house whenever. And they have NBA Jam, Shack Edition, the Boom Shakalaka, and everything about it. You can get one of those for just $399 uh, for an NBA Jam or, or a Mortal Kombat, a Golden Tee. You can find those. Uh, the Shack Edition one is more than that, but there's a bunch of other options that you can get. Uh, and we're giving away a couple of these NBA Jam Shack Edition machines. Go to arcade1up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter. That's like two days. You don't have very much time to go ahead and enter. That's arcade1up.com. Go ahead. All you think you have to do is enter your email. So there's really not much you have to enter. Go ahead, arcade1up.com slash locked on to enter to win NBA Jam. You could also just go buy one. Like I said, they started just $399 for these different consoles. They have the like Pac-Man one where you sit 
and you look at and you look at it you know you look down at the table you have they have like the golden tea you can play they have a bunch of just really cool they have an x-men one that isaac was really into they have a bunch yes. of really cool ones that you can go check out so go ahead to arcade one up.com go to slash locked on to enter and then uh check out all everything else they have to offer arcade one up the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Isaac Harris. We're talking about all the news around the Mavericks. It's a little silent. They're waiting for stuff to happen, but... The Minnesota Timberwolves weren't waiting around. They weren't waiting for anything. They just decided to go literally, literally to go all in on Rudy Gobert. They traded a bunch of players, including the most hilarious one to me was Patrick Beverly, who just did the full jump on the scores table, pull his shirt off, cry, like just the biggest celebration after they won that play-in game and then made the, made the playoffs and then trash-talked on TV, on Twitter, everywhere for this for this whole team and then they ship him off to Utah. My guy went on first take <laughs> and openly was like, trade me to Miami. And they're like, no, no. we're going to send you to Salt Lake city. <laughs> the okay, day, so. the day before this happened, this trade happened. He was like celebrating Carl Anthony Towns, supermax contract extension that he got, like just being very happy for everybody uh, and sent him out. But they sent they sent him, they sent Malik Beasley, they sent a bunch of draft picks, like more draft picks than we've seen in a deal in a long time. Um, let's just start here. What do you think about this trade for the Wolves? And uh, what do you think about it for their ceiling and for their, their right now? I The more that it sets with me, the more that I'm actually, I'm on a zag here, the more that I actually like it for Timberwolves. Um, it, here's my whole thing with it. It's a ton of picks. It's an overpay for Rudy, 100%. But you're Minnesota. Like You haven't been <laughs> to the second round for 30 years. Cat's going into his third contract, like his second extension from his rookie deal. You have Anthony Edwards. Like Not only that, they they've been to the second round once. That was, that was the one time 30 years ago. That was the one time. That's it. So it's like, I, I get it. Like I get everything of like, where Rudy falls short on the superstar ladder and all this, you're paying it for a center. And like, I get it. It's just, why not swing? Like you got to swing for it at some point. And like, even hearing like, you know, Zach Lowe and uh, Krasinski. Bontemps. No. Bontemps. I thought there was somebody before that. on that. Podcast. Oh, John Krasinski. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. from the office, but from the athletic, <laughs> but like they were, and he was talking about, and he, he put a line in there that I thought was so telling. He's like, I don't think people fully understand from the outside, like, you know, nationally, how big of a deal, like how long it's been for the Timberwolves to like go far in the playoffs. And yeah, there's questions about it on the, on the court and cat and towns together, but it's like, I appreciate from swinging for it because you hardly, I don't think you hardly ever see a smaller market just push all their chips in and say, we're going to go for it and do this thing, try to show it. And then like, go like the ultimate Zach, when everybody's trying to go smaller outside of Dallas, you know, they saw Christian Wood and JaVale and was like, Hey, we got to, yeah. In Cleveland, it's like, we're going to put two of the best bigs in the league together on the same team. I love Edwards. 
Is it bad that I'm more worried about D'Angelo Russell being the point guard of that team than I am Rudy Gobert being the center of that team? <laughs> well, here's my thing about this is that, yeah, it gives them a baseline. Like it, like it should work out for them short term. Like, like, okay. The problem is long term. Yeah. Like what if this doesn't work? Like what, what if this doesn't work year one and it's awful. And like Towns and Gobert just can't play together. The defense just falls apart. You know, the offense, you know, just gets clogged up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they can't because their their point guard is D'Angelo Russell. And it's like a, it's too much on Anthony Edwards for some reason. You're like, wait, we have all these guys. And somehow Anthony Edwards is still trying like has having to bail everybody out. Like Kermit can't do it all. And is there I think I'm going to be the first one to make this. And it's it's hard in, in the NBA to oh, make no. this comparison. Oh, no. Is there any chance that there's a little bit? Of Russell Westbrook to Rudy Gobert. In that, as no, soon as as soon as we saw Russell Westbrook leave OKC, the place where he had played his entire career, made his name, he was the guy. They had catered everything around him. He leaves OKC, and all of a sudden, like he has some success. He can do some things, but it's just not the same. Right? And then he goes, and now it's like we're not now we're like three or four or five years removed from that, and he's like obsolete, right? He can still get some stuff done. I wonder if there's anything to that to Rudy Gobert's. Plus, the way that he interacts with teammates, the way that he like leaves places. We we've seen the the dust ups with Rudy Gobert and teammates and things. Like yeah, there's all I don't that know kind about of the, yeah. there's all that kind of stuff. Like is there a little bit of that with Rudy Gobert? I'm curious to see if he's the defensive Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I don't know about the leaves places thing, but like because he hasn't like left anywhere. He's been with Utah. The whole, That's what the I'm saying. Time. We're about to we're about to learn. He takes his media sniping sometimes with the, the you know little comments like you don't really probably need to say that to the media about who your team. else does that. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> why not? But here here's my thing. I I I was excited to see Rudy go somewhere with like a legit point guard. Like then we Luka, say that about a, Russell Westbrook a tra- a tra- in Houston. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I never cared about seeing Russ with a freaking point guard. <laughs> no, no, like to he, see him, to see him play with like a, a you know another like guy that could dominate the ball and be like, okay, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't okay, okay. all Westbrook, right? It's not, they're obviously not the same thing. Because I want to see I want to see somebody help Rudy on offense, like set him up and be a lob threat and all of that. I want to say that his defense will carry over to Minnesota. And I just, I was, I just don't know if they're going to be able to unlock him more offensively. I just don't have as much of an issue with Minnesota doing this than a lot of people out there. Like, you know, I, we love listening to Bill Simmons, but it's like Bill's calling like one of the worst trades that he's seen in 30 years for a, a single team. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can't go that far for a team like Minnesota. And if things do go South, then just trade cat. I thought one of the dumber things I saw was how they said, they didn't even, you know, listen to KD offers because they didn't want to include Cat. I'm like, what? Uh, you, what are we doing? You have a you have a sensitive star on your hands, right? Like it, he is he is not the I am so secure in my place with this franchise with this team. Yeah, that they yeah. can just. I mean, this there are some Christoph Porzingis comparisons we can start making with <laughs> with him and with him in Towns. So like you can't just be like, oh yeah, you know, we talked about Towns for, for KD, right? Like we're throwing it out there. Cause then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden he's like sitting there waiting for, okay, when's my time? Just <clears throat> ship me out now. Right. It, it's the, I don't want to get traded. So go ahead and just trade me now. Uh, and all that. And he's already, his art, his spot is already getting blown up by Anthony Edwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the yeah. new star it, that everybody like- cares about. Yeah, it's Ant's team now. So so where does this put Minnesota for you in the West? I mean, this is our whole point of this segment of I I think especially they still they still have Russell, like I said. I thought Kyle Anderson, slow mo, my nemesis, good, good. was a great pickup yeah, for good. him. 
They brought back Tori and Prince. They have like they some smaller Jayden pieces Mc, too. Kept Jaden McDaniels. Oh, huge. I was shocked that okay. he wasn't in that deal. So for me, I think it moves them up a notch. I think it moves them up. You know how much I love tears. So for me, like, I think it moves them up into that next group of teams that like, they're not in the Kings, you know, Portland, New Orleans level now for me. I think they move up a notch in the West standings. I think they're going to be a good regular season team. I think they'll win a lot of games. It's hard to really pinpoint where exact teams are now because we got to see what happens with the Suns. And it's like, if the Suns, you know, get KD or whatever, they're in that top group of, of teams. But like, this is the whole Mavs angle to it of while the Mavericks have, however you want to debate if they've gotten better or not, the Mavericks have kind of added stuff to, in my opinion, they've added stuff, but they've added stuff to kind of stay where they're at. Yeah. Instead of adding stuff to move up. To where other teams have moved a lot, have added things to help them actually move up in the standings. So, or at least, you know, projecting, we're always projecting where teams are at. So, yeah. Yeah. Coming up, let's talk about where the Mavericks fall now with the, with this, you know, Timberwolves move of, of Rudy Gobert, some of the other moves that have happened. Um, Bet Online has the list of the, you know, title contenders that just came out today. So, we'll talk about it in reference to that and everything. Sorry, tweet. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. There's some, Interesting odds and lines all the time. Um, the Mavericks, their title odds over the last couple of weeks, I, I did tweet this out today, their title odds over the last couple of weeks have have fallen off dramatically. June 17th, so this is like even before the draft, they were plus 1,200 to win the NBA title. June 28th, they were plus 1,800. And now July 5th, so yesterday, today, Plus 2,200. So their odds have like dropped by like 1,000 over the last. So if you put down 100 bucks, you could win 2,200 bucks if the Mavericks win the 2023 NBA title. So all kinds of stuff like that on Bet Online. They have futures, they have baseball, boxing, you have hockey, you have all kinds of different, the golf. There's all kinds of different odds on there. So go check it out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about where the Mavericks stand because this Rudy Gobert trade is huge and it puts another team into this probably top tier or at least this top half of tiers if you want to tear them off even farther than that. Uh, according to Bet Online, this is the list right now. The number one, just, just with West teams, according to who they think is going to win the title, the Suns are number one. Suns are number one to win the title overall. Uh, mm-hmm. Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers. Now, whenever you hear Lakers, their title, their odds are always inflated because more people bet on them. So books always raise them up. Any kind of title odds or anything like that, they're always going to be raised a little bit higher than they should be because more money comes in on those teams. Lakers are number four. Nuggets, number five. Then Mavericks, Grizzlies, and Wolves are all tied in this tier. They're all plus 2,200 to win the title. And then the Pelicans, Blazers, Jazz, then Thunder Kings, Spurs are all in the same tier. <laughs> Kings, Jazz about to be in that tier. The Kings, man. <laughs> Kings, Kings in that Kings. tier, and they're trying. Uh, and then the Rockets are last there. But uh, what do you think about just that list as it is, um, Lakers aside, with the Mavericks, Grizzlies, and Wolves kind of like right being in that, that same spot? 
Yeah, I obviously did my own tears on this. Um, with the caveat of like, if the Lakers literally swap swap out Russ for Kyrie and Kyrie plays, then I think it moves them up a little, you know, notch there. Um, with the Sun stuff, so like in that top group, I have the Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, and Suns, and I, I think it's a top four. You know, like you could make the argument for anybody after that. I yeah, but after any argument for any of those teams, I think yeah. in there. After that, for me, don't come at me, Mavs fans here, but I have Memphis and Minnesota together mm-hmm. in a tier. And then after that, I have the Lakers, Mavs, Pelicans, and Portland together. Ooh. See, I Port- Portland's lower to me. I, I, don't, I don't believe in what they did. Okay, sure. Knock them off. Don't care. <laughs> Portland or Kings? Sure. So the, the, the only teams you have above the, the Mavericks are who? Um, for sure, Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, Memphis, and I have Minnesota. And a lot of the Minnesota thing is banking on Anthony Edwards continuing in like his rise in that. And you can't deny that, yes, Luka is better than all those players, but they have more talent overall. Guys, fantasy draft those teams. How <laughs> how how many players are you drafting until you get to Christian Wood or Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah. And it's like, if Brunson had came back to this team, I'm I'm putting the Mavs in that top group. In, in the very top group of Denver, Clippers, Warriors, they're right there to me. And, and, and like, I hear people say, well, it's only Brunson, right? Like, he was good in the playoffs, but still, like, you can he's replaceable. You have to first replace him. They have not done that yet, right? Like, they haven't – even if Spencer Dinwiddie is going to replace him and come in and replace his production, they have to then get back to on all cylinders again with this new group that they have, right? Their chemistry and the way that they could work together – was what yeah. got them to how good they were last year. And like, you have to redo all of that and build all that back up again with whatever new person they bring in, or, you know, just with even Christian Wood and JaVale, like they have to redo a lot of stuff to figure out if they're going to be as good as they were last year, even. So, and, and we have to say this now before somebody tries to freaking clip this in two weeks and be like, Oh, y'all didn't care. Blah, blah, blah. This is before they've made any type of deal. This is Brunson is about to sign in New York that we don't know any type of trade or anything. They go out in the over the next few days and in the Durant fallout and everything and add another guy or two. Then I'm like, all right, let's let's move us up in the tiers a little bit for me. Yeah. But as currently constructed, if they do do nothing else, and Din- Spencer Dinwiddie is the only other ball handler creator on this team outside of Luka Doncic, then I this is just where I have them. I have them on that that six to eight range in in the West or six to nine range. If they're right, okay, so this is like regular season. If you played a playoff series between the Mavericks the way they're constructed now and the Wolves the way they're constructed, who wins? <sighs> That's so tough. I still yeah, pick no. the Mavs in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to bet against Luca. Why are you asking me these dumb questions on this thing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> this was your topic. I- I would still, <laughs> I would still, I would still, I, you can't bet against Luca in that because he's the best player in the series. But once again, okay, how, how many players are you drafting off the Wolves until you get to Christian Wood or Denver? I don't know, but we did this with the Suns and it didn't matter. So, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So, well, we did this with the Jazz too, and it was Luca one, and then it was Gobert, and then it was Mitchell, and then it was like probably Bogdanovich. <laughs> yeah. When that, so, when that playoff series started, and then Jalen Brunson proved us all to be idiots. Yeah, so that's it's gonna take it would take somebody like it would take Christian Wood or Spencer Dinwiddie to say, Hey, I'm gonna be like no one for you to predict that Jalen Brunson's gonna outplay Donovan Mitchell 
in a playoff series. <laughs> We've seen Mitchell put up 50 in like all this stuff, you know, you know, head to toe <laughs> with another guy in the in, playoffs. He did playoff, go head so. to toe with, with that guy. So, yeah, I still think they're going to do something else. And whenever they add another piece or two over the next few weeks, then I, I expect to move them up. It's just where I currently have them, and y'all can hate on me. The Clippers and Nuggets were just penciling those guys in to top four in the West. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's nothing I that am. can be said to pull them down? No. Not because their rosters are – I mean, especially – like, yeah, even with the Nuggets adding, like, Bruce Brown just for, like, the fun of it, and they're I getting know. all their guys back. And the Clippers roster is dumb. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're two stars back healthy, and now they just have all these wings and Batum's back. and They have so Covington. many wings, their backup center is Robert Covington. Yeah, it's just like Norm Powell. Now they got John Wall for super cheap. Reggie Jackson still like they have so many dudes and so much depth that like Luke Kennard, will he even play for this team? And like he did decent for him last year. That That's the problem is that these teams are deep, right? Nuggets, Clippers, you know, Golden State, obviously. Golden State lost a little bit, but they got DiVincenzo to replace Gary Payton like that. That's fine for them. Um, Phoenix, if they get Kevin Durant, that's all of a sudden a completely different th- thing, and we'll have to redo this with yeah. that with that team. But uh, teams above them, the Mavericks got better, right? I think every single one of them almost. Clippers got Wall, Suns may get Kevin Durant, Golden State just by sh- by sheer like winning the title and <laughs> you know, and all that uh, that that mystique that they have on them. Uh, the Lakers. Well, well Dallas was going to be in that same group, like yeah. You know, a few a month ago, it was Brunson's back, and now look at the deals that Dallas made: adding Christian Wood for basically for free for that first round pick, and adding you know these guys to the roster. And it's like, all right, like cool, like you you made your version of what these other teams are doing, but now you lost your second best player in Brunson, so they got to figure that out. And who knows, Dinwiddie could turn into that real quick, but it's that whole order of. You know, Dinwiddie moves into this role. Well, who's going to play the Dinwiddie role that he played last year, which was a very important role? Hardy party. And- <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. And, and it's like, I've seen some people too that have, you know, mentioned in the comments or other mass saying, like, hey, Christian Wood, you're undervaluing like his offensive, you know, ability. No, no, no. He's a, he's a great, good offensive player. I don't know how I feel about saying, hey, Brunson's gone. We have Christian Wood to create. And it's like, Okay, I don't know how comfortable I am of going to the season or confident saying, give the ball to Christian Wood at the top of key and let him do go to work. It's going to happen every now and then, but I don't I don't know about handing him the Brunson creation workload there. I saw SJ arguing with people on Twitter about this the other day, and uh, he's he's she's, rep- she's a fun she's a really fun Mavs follow by the way. She's great. She's been on a, been on the show a couple of times. Uh, he replaces his points. Right, like him and like Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back will replace the points lo- lost by Brunson, right? Like that—that's easy, right? They're, they have scorers on the team, but they don't have creators. Like the, the buckets that Brunson got in the playoffs were just so tough. You have to have somebody create those for a Christian Wood or a Tim Hardaway Jr. And can Luca and Dinwiddie create all those points for everybody? Luca probably can. <laughs> like he's just incredible. But yeah. uh, they didn't need to create for Brunson, and that took some of the pressure off of Luca. Took some of the pressure, a lot of pressure off of Dinwiddie because he was not good in some of those playoff games. Like. About half the games he just did not show up in. <laughs> the other half he was pretty good. Um, so can he can he replace that? That's the big question: is can they replace the creation? Because that's what you need in the playoffs. Like, what were the teams that made it far? You had 
the Warriors that can create, like a bunch of those guys can create. Curry, Poole, Draymond creates for others. Like Clay can create for himself. Wiggins created for himself. You had the, you know, the, the Celtics. They didn't have enough creation in the, in the finals. And they yeah. had, you know, uh, Tatum. They had Brown. They had Marcus Smart to create a little bit. They had, you know, they, like they didn't even have enough at that point with two all-stars. So, yeah, yeah, you, you, that, that, you, you get to a certain point in the playoffs and you need that. They'll be fine in the regular season, I think, with these guys. Yes. Like, it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if they were top four, top five in the regular season because they've improved rim protector, they've improved rebounding, they've you know replaced the scoring of these guys. But come playoff time, it's it's going to be hard for some of these matchups because you don't have enough shot creation. Because we've been talking about trying to reduce the workload of Luka some, and how many times did we have those situations last year to where you know Luka's doing his thing, they double, they he piss, passes it to another guy, and it's like. He pisses. He pisses he like pa- where? <laughs> <laughs> he passes it to another guy, and it's like Reggie who pumps away. And then all of a sudden, now you have Reggie, Dorian, and then like Dwight on the four at the same time, or if it's JaVale. Well, those, that's three guys right there that you don't want want putting the ball on the floor or creating. So have now you watched, it's like- Have you watched JaVale's highlight reel? He can put the ball on the floor sometimes. Remember when he ripped Luca? Dude, I've uh, seen him do like turnaround fadeaways like Dirk in highlight reels. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to Chet, by the way. I was like, but, explain yourself. Sorry. But that, that's, the, that's the type of stuff of like, I don't want us to go backwards when it comes to the creation part. And so we just see, we're all in the waiting game. We're waiting to see what happens with Durant. And in the meantime, we get excited about the Summer League coming up on Friday. Come on, Hardy. Let's go parties. I'm, I'm done. There you go, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, some news will drop. There will be something. The moratorium lifts. There will be a bunch of stuff that becomes official. We'll be back with that stuff. Go listen to Locked on NBA. I'm on it on Thursdays. Uh, Your daily NBA latest news and rumors in 30 minutes. Locked on NBA on the podcast or on the YouTube feed. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Boom! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.